Jamie and Travis, Jamie and Travis, Jamie and Travis present. Um, Shannon Flanagan. Shannon Flanagan. Yes. You're here. I am. Thank you so much for coming to the kitchen. Yeah, have we been recording this whole time? No. Um, Just a bit right no. when you said his name. I wish we name. did. We were, did some funny stuff before no, we, we started recording. recording. We had some good laughs. It's probably yeah. going to be all downhill from, from here on out. <laughs> um, but Shannon Flanagan, I'm sure everybody just said, Flanagan, where the heck do I know that name from? And it's Ross Common Ireland. <laughs> oh, really? Is I it, guess. That's guess. what my mother tells me. Yeah. Are you a Montana guy originally? I was born here in Missoula. Yeah. In Missoula? St. Patrick Hospital. Okay, cool. The one they imploded in, like, what was it? And you saw it. Uh, saw the implosion. It was no, before was that. It was before 2006, wasn't it? It might have been. Yeah. I think so, because I didn't get to see that, but I heard about it, and I yeah. was jealous, because it sounded kind of cool. So, yeah, no, I've lived here my whole life, and my family is, uh, let's see, I'm a third-generation Montanan on my mom's side of the family and fourth on my dad's. Well, that's yeah. some good capital to walk around with. In these I parts. guess. I don't know. I, I mean, think it is. Yeah, I don't think it's that important, but it's kind of cool shit to say. It's cool. Can and, I say that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You are eligible for public office, or more, more eligible, although I guess Gene Forte once and never mind. Let's, no. get, let's, let's avoid this. Yeah. Never mind. Um, you asked me what I didn't want to talk yeah, about. That's what we don't want to talk about either. Don't worry. But don't I want to leave here in a cheerful mood. <laughs> but Flanagan Motors. Yes, right. Is what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are over on the corner of Russell. No, we're no. actually on Stevens. Stevens and Mount? Stevens and Strand. Strand. So, so close. right down. Yeah, right. you're you're getting close. Getting everything wrong. <laughs> getting everything wrong. Yeah. Oh, and you so guys cursed. sell Mazdas. We do. Yep, we're the yeah, we're the Mazda dealer. The we Mazda are dealer. one of three independent auto dealers in Missoula that have new car franchises. Um and uh it's a second generation business. My father started as a used car guy in on his own in 1973. Um, and I don't know if you guys know where Cheap Cars is now. Uh, he ended up Is there. that what it's called? No, it's, not my business. No, not yours. Not yours. <laughs> is there a business called Cheap Cars? There is, yeah. And actually, the guy's a great guy. Aaron, he Smart. does a good job. What do um, they do there? They sell cheap cars. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty crazy. I don't think there are cheap cars anymore. Right. No. Yeah, right. Oh, We've shit. all had that cheap car that turned out to not be cheap, right? Well, and it seems like especially in Missoula. Where like the, the 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 way that that like Toyotas and Subarus depreciate is much slower yeah, than the yeah. rest of the world. It seems like. Well, yeah, no, I mean, if you own a Subaru, that makes you more Missoulian, which I hate to say because it's uh, like kind of a pain in my ass. But um, you know, that is one of the things, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah the Subaru with the stickers all over the back window yeah. and four dogs inside. I saw a crazy one. If you haul your chickens to four town, four black labs in the Subaru, <laughs> they're doing real good Missoula stuff. <laughs> Um, okay, so your dad started the car dealership. What year did he get going? Uh, well, um, he was originally in the car business um, with a company called H.O. Bell. They were the Ford, co- uh, Ford dealership in Missoula, and uh, they had the lot that the Missoulian currently is on. Yeah. Uh, it actually was kind of a funky oh. lot. It was a terrace lot that they had over there, and then their service department was in the building that Chow Mambo was in. Oh, wow. It was so, a sprawling campus. It, it was big, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he worked there for a while and then went to work for uh, Grizzly Lincoln Mercury at the time. Uh, the guy's name was Pell Turner. And uh, he had uh, he was the sales manager there when he left. Um, and I think he worked for Pell for probably three or four years. And Grizzly Lincoln Mercury uh, had the place that Zip Auto now occupies. 
So if you guys know, do you know about Zip, Zip Auto? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can yeah, you yeah. tell us what the heck is going on? Let me finish with this story. Okay. First. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. Um, so anyway, he worked for Pell, and then uh, Pell was uh, actually his son is Monty Turner. You guys might recognize that oh, name yeah. from being around Missoula for yeah, a yeah. while. Monty Absolutely. Turner was uh, a television personality. Yep. And his dad was, uh, as many guys were, believed in the work and lunch um, and would be kind of half in the bag by two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes, not always. Uh, <laughs> and Pell was, I remember Pell being a, a good guy. Uh, I used to mow their lawn, you know, and rake up uh, pine needles and stuff like that. And uh, my dad just finally is like, I can't work for anybody anymore. So he went out on his own. And uh, ran uh, a used car lot until 1983 or four, and that's when we ended up opening our current location. Actually, it's not our current location. It was 1700 Stevens, where the Quonset Hut is. You know, yep. it looks like the bus hut, but yep. it's not. It was a car dealership, and we had uh, AMC, American Motors Corporation, yeah. uh, Jeep. Renault, which is a French manufacturer wow, of yeah, automobiles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember Le Cars and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, we used yeah. to sell those. And uh, Mazda. And then uh, those franchises came from a defunct business that was owned by West Brunk. Uh, and uh, we gave the Buick dealership. Buick part of, that, part of that went to Four Seasons. Um, so, Four Seasons Automotive. Yeah, is which is the Subaru, Subaru dealer now is a kind of a progression of Four Seasons. I get it. Yeah, so uh, that's the that's the car business. And when did you when so you grew up in it? Oh yeah, right. When so it's like the family farm, except we sell cars. Yeah, no yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. right? Man, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I have a lot of nerdy questions about selling cars. Okay, I'm prepared. Okay, <laughs> I mentioned this one to you already. Yeah, and I want to know more about you, but I have to ask this. Yeah, yeah. when it hails, which it did a couple summers ago, pretty yeah. badly. Right, and like for farmers, it was a disaster. And I imagine was, that yeah. the other people it really messed with was you guys. Right. What the hell do you do? Well, um, or was it not bad enough to damage any vehicles? Yeah, none of the, none of our vehicles had any damage on them at all, which was kind of amazing. Whoa. And, you know, since I'm in the car business, I know a little bit about the way hail works. And it can hail like crazy right here. And your and neighbor's not, house totally. is fine. Yep. You know, so it's kind of strange. Um, but none of our cars were damaged and, uh, but that's not the case in places like Billings, Montana and Bozeman. Um, and as a matter of fact, it's actually really difficult for those dealers to find anybody who will write hail insurance for their that's inventory. That's what it is. Um, so here, if it hails, I just tell people to pull all the cars out in the hail because I pay $10,000 and my cars are paid for. So I like that. Oh. But, <laughs> so hail's not a significant enough thing in Missoula for it to be... Something you think about. Yeah, right, exactly. And, uh, you know, but I will tell you, after the hailstorms in Montana, I definitely, every year, ask that question when we sign our new garage holders insurance policy so I mean, like how much is the hail gonna cost me again ten thousand dollars all right i'm good with that what do they yeah. do in like tornado alley and stuff i mean god yeah i don't know that's a really good question you know and in the plains it's a more significant issue totally. because they have a lot more convection there and... i don't know why i'm so i've i'm like fascinated by this topic yeah. for some reason um okay i told you on the phone one of the reasons we wanted to have you on was mm -hmm. You are kind of, Flanagan Motors is sort of a name in town. You were uh, a part of the dancing. With the Missoula Stars. With the Missoula Stars. How did that go, <laughs> yes. by the way? I, I, I killed it. You did? I mean, 
Awesome. What, what like, did you win? Yeah, oh yeah. Are you oh. serious? Yeah. You won? I won. There's only one winner, and it was me. Was there more than one contestant? There were other contestants. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Maybe 10? I'm not positive. Dancing with the Stars, yeah. sponsored by Flanagan Motors. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Dancing with the Missoula Star. Wait, so who did you? Who was your partner? Joy French. Oh, Dance. oh I see awesome. what's going on. See, now there. you guys know. Okay. It wasn't me, right? <laughs> So I don't know if you guys know. So you, are you very close with Joy? I yes, mean, just, I am. Yeah. Travis is very close. So she's a mother now, right? Yeah. So she was 26 weeks pregnant when we danced on stage. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. slow her down. No, 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 no. no. no that, as a matter of fact, Shireen uh, Herrera, who's the woman who uh, emceed that night, asked me. So was, uh, you know, obviously Joy's pregnant. How'd that work out for you? And I said it worked out just fine. She probably slowed her, slowed down, her down just enough. enough. Yeah. Oh, true. Maybe not ah. just enough, but enough that I didn't look like a complete bonehead out there. <laughs> but I do have dance in my history. You know, I was uh, in the dance program at the University of Montana when I went to school there. No for, shit. Um, three or four quarters. I can't remember what. Modern dance or? Yeah, actually not quarters. Uh, it would be the same as three or four semesters. semesters. Yeah, because we were on a quarter system then. But uh, yeah, modern dance. Amy Ragsdale was one of my teachers. Karen Kaufman. Oh, that's um, so cool. So modern is something that I have a real strong affiliation with yeah. and just love it. I think it's a beautiful art form and uh, I probably like it more than music, which is really saying something. That is, that's, I like music a lot. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Did you guys do... What did you major in, by the way? Uh, I never graduated, but I was a philosophy major. Okay. Yeah. And oh, and yeah. dance. And dance. I'm and definitely then, a liberal arts skewing kind of guy. Yeah. Sure. Well, right, right. you're speak. Yeah. You're, we all are. You're yeah, right at the, sure. the right table. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other reason, because you do this, you guys do this uh, community corner. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So. Uh, one of my philosophies about business, um, and Missoula is a really unique community this way, so I think that I can get away with it here. Um, I don't know if you would be able to in Billings or Helena or Great Falls. Uh, but, you know, ethically, I think as business owners, we have a responsibility to the communities that support us to, you know, make a contribution back more than paying taxes. Yeah. Uh, my living hasn't always been great. There have been years when I've gone backwards, lots and lots of money. Yeah. Um, but uh, still, continuing forward, it's a reflection of the support that we get from the community, right? Yeah. And one of the things that I think is really important as well in life is to maintain a balance and harmony with your surroundings, more or less. And that's the way that I do that. Uh so in the last year, um, you haven't ever heard me talk about price and interest no. rate and stuff like that on totally. my radio ads, because I think it's kind of, I mean, if you're ready to shop for a car, you're not going to trust me on the radio anyway. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're a lot, you're skeptical of car dealers, like any person in their right mind would be. So I just deliver a community message. That's instead. an interesting thing about being a car yeah, salesman is it is a little bit of an uphill battle f from the get go, right? It is, but, you know, attorneys and dentists they yeah. might rank right up above us in terms of people that. But people. I mean, dentists are just deceitful people. You know, <laughs> car dealers are. I know my dentist, dentist is. If Brett Felton's out there, he's like, yeah, true. Yeah, Fact. but you know, it's just uh, so. Anyway, I, I feel like it's a it's a solid message. And radio, the intent of radio is just to keep your your name out there in front of people anyway. Yeah. Um, so I donate it all. 
it's like three thousand dollars a month that I give away in free radio spots. That's awesome. Yeah, and so last month we gave it to uh, the Pavarello. Uh, the month before that, it was Red Willow Learning Center. Uh, I've supported Bear Bay Dance in the past. That's the one I remember. This yeah. all makes sense because you in the in the spot with Bear Bay Dance talk about how you enjoyed dancing. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm an uh, yeah. That's all awesome. enigma, right? I love it. Uh, I'm a direct recipient of that because your support of that Bear Bay Dance. I wrote music for one of those shows. Which one? Do you was, remember? Um, all about Moon. No, um, it's uh, before that. It would be uh, the solo showcase night. Oh, there cool! Was a bunch of, I wrote a bunch of stuff for that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm I know in. That it's was, a, that is like feeling that is an immediate thing knowing where money actually comes from yeah when it's not just a grant from the NEA or something like that knowing where money comes from when it's local is so is a way bigger deal yeah well you know so the other thing that I you know other than ethically I think it's our responsibility to support our community I do think that uh, you know you get what you put out more mm. or less and I really enjoy the people that we sell cars to. I mean, our customers in general are really a great group of people. And I think that that is just a reflection of the messages that we deliver on a regular basis. You know, there are people that are community minded and there are people that put value in things beyond, you know, my checkbook has X number of zeros in it. There's uh, some, so um, you get to choose who you do business with and we're going to choose those people over and over again. Yeah. How, How many people work over there? Uh, we're just a small little shop. We have uh, 15 employees right now. 15. Yep. And a certain number of those are going to be service guys probably, right? Yeah, and, I have three gals. technicians, two service writers, a receptionist, a parts man, two salespeople, a sales manager. Only two salespeople? Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah, and a good month for us, we'll sell 32 cars. It's about one so, a day. Yeah, it's not, uh, we're not setting the world on fire, but two people can support that, no problem. I mean, if we get to a point where in the future we're selling um, between myself and the sales guys and my sales manager, if we're selling 40 cars, we might actually have to start thinking about adding another person. Yeah, um, I imagine that comes with other expenses, though, scaling up like that, right? I mean, oh, yeah. your showroom. Uh, I got most of it inventory. covered right now. I yeah. mean, I would. I like our location. I love being in Midtown Missoula. I think it's really cool. Um, and it's going to be cooler. Yeah. It's going to happen. It is. Yeah, it's, it is happening all around us. It's right really kind of neat. Yeah, I think you're going to be in a sweet spot. Yeah. All right. Okay, I want to I I deal with some, some cliches. Okay. <laughs> the whole thing where the guy has to go back to get the better deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's up with that? Is that real? No is idea. he going to the bathroom and washing his hands and pretending? Well, I think in some stores it's real. Uh, in ours, it's not. I mean, he says this is how much it costs, and this is how much. Yeah, it right. Cost. Uh, yeah, I like that. And with our used car inventory, it's a little bit more flexible. Uh, it's a little more uh, difficult because used cars are market driven. They're yeah. not uh, artificially supported by a manufacturer. So. Uh, when I buy a new car, the manufacturer tells me, you owe us this much money. And by the way, everybody else in the United States pays the same amount of money for the car. Got it. Um, but used cars are vastly different, you know, uh, and they are market driven. So, And you guys have example, both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And in Missoula, Subarus are, for example, a really strong uh, piece of merchandise for us. So they tend to skew higher in terms of values. Uh, so generally speaking, our sales force is not uh, willing to just work 
willy-nilly on a used car because they don't know. So they come and talk to Darren and I. But oh, that's interesting. It's a shallow... I always joke about it. We have a shallow pool at our dealership. I mean, you can stand up in the deep end and not get your waist wet. So... Um, I can come out. My office is right off the showroom. It's yeah. a really, it's a different kind of an arrangement. Sure. Are you there every day? No. No. I don't work hard. No. <laughs> good for you. That's good for you. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I work hard enough. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we talk about balance and uh, I balance my family with work and awesome. things that I enjoy doing. So. I get to do things like this, which is really pretty which cool. Which is so cool. You know? Yeah, it what? is so cool. You guys are so cool. There's oh, no doubt. <laughs> what uh, <laughs> we're amazing. I dream of growing beards like this. It's uh, not going to happen at my house. We're, we're, these are not fashion beards. These are more lazy beards. Oh, is that right? Yeah, this I, is just because I don't shave. I thought that might be a functional beard. Like I'm a, just scared of what my chin looks like Yeah, now. no, and it's a, there's a blocker <laughs> of the double chin. That's right? nice. My yeah. dad had a mustache for like... 40 years or something in my senior year of high school. So my mom had never seen him without a mustache and he shaved it. And I remember, uh, it was like my high school graduation or something. And there were like other parents around that he knew and people, the, the look on their faces when they, when they realized what was going on. My dad is a very, he's a handsome guy, obviously, but mm-hmm. he has no upper lip. He has oh. like a Mitch McConnell upper lip basically. <laughs> And he was not very... And I, I take it you don't associate that as a good thing. I mean, I was like, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And he was ugly. He was, it was shock and awe. It was right? bad. Yeah, and right. you saw it on people's faces. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. You don't have a mustache. That's too... Yeah. That's so too I'm good. frightened of it. And I think that you have a good thing going where you have nothing... Yeah. There's nothing, you know, that's it, man. I shave every day, but it's mostly for practice. <laughs> right. That is so, the fair, the so, fair, the fair yeah. skinned. Yeah, fair exactly. Hair thing, yeah. You have children? I do. I have two. I have a son and a daughter. And one of them is our friend Tom Catmull's age. Is that right? Did we? Yeah, that? his uh, son is 14. Something like that, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. My daughter Sloane is his age. Okay, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to go into the family business, you think? Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure where the car business is headed. Uh, we see a lot of things on the horizon um, that are, you know, things shift and change. Sure. Uh, I don't think my son is interested. Yeah. Um, so I think he would be out. Uh, my daughter would be very good at it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not sure how it's going to look down the yeah, road, yeah. you know, with uh, you people are talking about. By the time she'd be done with college, uh, I believe that we'll have fully automated vehicles driving people around. She's 14 years old, so, you know, that's seven years away. I think you that's You think a, that's... You really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have a friend who has a Tesla, and it's got an automated driving system in it, and mm-hmm. I utilized it when I was on the freeway, and it's freaky, but it works. You in know? Missoula? Yeah, in oh. Missoula. Yeah. Cool. So it was, uh, it's pretty crazy, and I drove it across town from my dealership almost all the way to the freeway without having any driver interface. Okay. Yeah, but so, how, so how do you wow. foresee that changing the way people sell cars? Um, I'm not sh- I think it's going to change the way people consume cars. Okay. Um, so, uh, so therefore it will affect the way cars are sold clearly, but I'm not positive yet. I just think that, uh, frankly, I work in an environment where we have, I'm selling cars into a market that is probably one of the most wasteful markets in the world anymore. You know, if you think of 
how many people drive cars in the United States unnecessarily. Sure. Um, And with automation, that's a huge game changer. Uh, For example, if you want a carpool to work, you don't even have to own the car. You know, you can own a part of the car. That car takes me to work today, but it's Travis's car. Oh, wow. It's Jamie's car and it's Todd's car. And we all hop in the car together and it does its job. And then I get home at night. By the way, I get a I get a work on the way to work if I want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I I think that there are some huge potential. Uh, you know, you're going to elevate the bar in terms of productivity if you add two hours to people's days in the middle of the day. And then the workplace is changing as well. When we think about the way that people work, it's not um, in my job i don't really care when you work as long as you get the work done it doesn't really matter to me if it happens from you know nine until five thirty or six at night right. um in sales you have a certain amount of having to be there but if you think about what a lot of other people do and retail is changing uh there's fewer retail jobs in the world now um a lot of it is based on creativity uh programmers you know, marketing, that sort of thing. Those people can do work any time of the day. Yeah. And I think that uh, where I was going with this is that uh, car automation can feed into that really prominently and be less wasteful. Yeah. So if you think about greenhouse gases, and in Missoula, I may be more sensitive because our environment around us um, is more sensitive to that sort of thing than in a lot of other places. Um, But... I can see that as being something that people would buy into more as a responsibility to support the society that they're in and make it a better place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree with you. That's like the nicest uh, perspective on the self-driving car thing that mm-hmm. I, well, that I've been willing to listen to. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, but there's like a part of me that just keeps being like, like Tesla's a great example. Yeah. Where I feel like uh, Elon Musk every week has a, a new idea and it's going to be a world changing idea he's an innovator right and i don't i'm just i'm starting to be like i don't know if you're these are actually going to come to fruition in the self-driving car thing i guess obviously i mean there's one in missoula and probably more than one but it just is like impossible (laughs) for me to imagine this working out for us like these cars are not going to just fucking drive into each other and by the way you know we're all getting hacked every day and these things are all hooked up to some grid like it just seems like a bad idea right and I get, and I get the, the 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 you know the the tax burden it's going to alleviate on the environment and people's time and all that shit. Yeah. But there's a part of me that's like, I, you're just going to be stuck in fender benders all fucking day. Right. Well, you know. So here's the thing that's interesting about that. So take it back to like 18. Uh, let's take it back to 1910. You're farming in Missoula, Montana. How do you get to town? You hook the horse up to the buggy and you head to town. Yeah. Right? Um, farmers felt like they were in control of their horse when it was dragging their carriage into town. Yeah. Right. But then somebody rolls around along with some Model T that was built in Detroit and has a steering wheel and no horse at the end of the you know the straps that kind right. of keep it. That was actually a safer proposition than having livestock tow your vehicle to town. Right. Um, I think that having the human behind the wheel is not good. I, I mean, I agree Agreed. with you. It's sort of yeah. amazing yeah. there aren't more accidents. Yeah, really. and I drive around town, and uh, I don't think that people really enjoy driving very much anymore. I mean, um, there are people that do, and if you've ever gone you know, to Las Vegas and done a track day or anything like that, you 
are going to like driving that way. Have you done that? Yeah. Is that fun? (laughs) It's crazy. Um, But, you know, driving that pedestrian drive from your house to work and back and going grocery shopping and all that stuff. I mean, if you're going grocery shopping, you're looking at your list on your phone and you crash into somebody, you know. And with uh, automated driving, that's going to be... I mean, you're going to have to be in the car, but that's going to be eliminated mostly. Right. Except for the 14-year-old in the Ukraine who has tapped into your car and is currently sending you to an untimely demise. Well, but I think that if you're ignoring the 14-year-old in Ukraine today, you're making a mistake. Let's, let's end the interview. That's right pretty now. good. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's, really that's good. great. That's uh, awesome. I got something to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Okay, I like it. Yeah, that's like, interesting. You know, the, I mean, the horse, the horse part is is funny because that is that's another failsafe. Having the horse is actually better because the horse wants to live. The horse wants to live. Uh, well, that's interesting. In a way. Well, yeah, but you know, horses spook and, and they, they want to yeah. freaked out. And I mean, yeah, yeah. so that's interesting. I. I I think that automated cars are definitely going to be in our future. Yeah. And I think before we die, there are going to be limited number of days. Like in, you know, the end of my life, in the last year of my life, I would be willing to bet that I won't drive a day yeah. in my life. Which, I'd be willing to bet my car takes me where I want to go. Doesn't sound so bad. That Actually, sounds great. To me, no. I've always thought that the best thing in the world would be to have a chauffeur anyway. So yeah. like, hey, you know. James, pick me up in the driveway. I'll be there at 9.15. Haul me to work. I'm going to lunch. I don't mind driving, but uh, I'd rather do other things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think about that sometimes where the, like, the, the greatest advantage of that, in my mind, is like coming from Potomac, you know, the Highway 200 drive, mm-hmm. which only bad things happen on Highway 200 when people are dumb, right? I mean, trying I to pass and shit. And to have the automated thing, not only for safety, but also to just be like, oh, I get to like do something else with this time now. Sure. That does sound kind of great. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah, no, I got, I got 30K on the truck last year for driving to gigs, and that the three hours to Bozeman is so much more useful when I have somebody else driving. Oh, gosh, I'll yeah. do I'll, I'll do all my work that I need to do, but I'm always alone. Yeah, and, and he never stops talking. He's doing work and he's talking at you. The whole that's all right. Time. As long as he's talking with you and not at you, that's no. no I'm talking. It's a combination. I'm pretty much at at all the time, just at. But uh, that that time would be. That's when I come up with great ideas. That's when yeah. I'm like, I literally am pulling over to write six emails because I'm like, oh, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. This is a great idea. And I could be using that time for so much more. Yeah. If that was a thing, so right. I, I agree. It should be. It should be now. Yeah, and I actually think that it's going to be an exponential progression, just like, you know, technology generally works that way. And if you can imagine a day when you're sitting in your automated car full of automated software that can send communications, whether they're, I mean, in today's world, it'd be an email. Who knows what it's going to be in, you know, 25 years from now, where you're just driving from Missoula to Bozeman and you're having a conference call on the telephone in your car and you don't have to pay attention to anything. You're getting a lot accomplished. When you get to Bozeman, you have three hours to do something you like doing and then you show up and do your performance and then head back home, right? I mean, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch a movie. Oh, that, that's that, we could watch a movie. I know we can sit. You here. could be like the kids in the back of your car. I can sit here and tell you that's all. That's that's a yeah. weird thing uh, to me now. Driving past people at nighttime and you see the kid's face glowing in the back seat yeah. from the screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
It's very strange. No, that would have been. A, there'd have been a lot less fights in my family. Yeah, well, there would have been. been. Lo- Take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I have two kids, and I definitely can speak from experience there. Um, are you like a car guy? To sell cars, do you have to be a car guy? Like you know, like you like to look under the hood. I think the first priority is to be a people person. Okay, somebody who's a good communicator uh, knows how to listen. Um, I think that's the biggest attribute that you need to have. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt to be a car guy, though. Right. I mean, car culture in the United States is a real thing for sure, and it is worldwide. Uh, and I, you know, I enjoy that. Uh, I enjoy the history of the car business. I enjoy the industry of the car business. Reading about it is fascinating. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, so that part of it. I am a car guy yeah. myself. Um, but does that help you sell cars? Eh, maybe not. If you run into another car guy, it can. You have that in common. Right. But not everybody's a car person. Sure. You know, are you a car guy? No. Yeah. Do you have chickens? We, well, we, we usually have chickens right now. Yeah, right. Chickens. You don't have chickens now. But I have chickens, <laughs> yeah. so we would what have What kind of chickens common. do you have? I have a Rhode Island Red. Yeah. I have one hen left, right? Well, you need to get the hen and buddy. They're no. social creatures. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Good answer. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm not going to have any more shit on the deck when in my you, What do you mean left? Well, we had eight, and we live in the rattlesnake and uh, raccoon. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Those I know. Raccoons are. Oof. We moved to Potomac. They're they're incredible. Oh, they're nasty, and they have a great life in the rattlesnake. They have it. They have it licked, man. Yeah, it's really good life. Yeah, look at this line of trees going oh, totally. right down that line of fences, and there's a yard there, and a yard there, and a yard there. Yeah, I mean they're they've got it dialed. Yeah. Well, the, so the the chicken thing is funny. We used to have, at one point on this property, we had because I used to live here, we had fifteen chickens. Mm-hmm. And never, you know, we're like in this nice little pocket right here. There are no deer in this neighborhood. I've never seen a raccoon in this neighborhood. There are no skunks. Yeah. So never did we have any problem with predators. Do- a dog would be the scariest thing. Sure. And moved to Potomac, and we're getting ready to get chickens. I had a buddy who had some ducklings that he mistakenly got, you know. Uh-huh. He's like, can they come live with you? Awesome. Great. First day I put them outside, they were gone Murdered. in like three hours. Yeah, what got them? Uh, I think a raven. Oh, that could be too. You know, yeah. I mean, there's so many things that they that yeah. get them. We have owls, there. we have hawks. Totally, I mean, uh, it's a cool place to live. It is a cool place to live. I mean, and Missoula in general is a cool place to live. Oh, yes. since you're warming up there, oh. um, Travis, did you see the sticker he has on his thermos? The strikers? No, the uh, it's a one of those things. Oh yeah, like so much. It's a double slug bug. I noticed oh. you have one parked behind the house. I'm a I'm an owner of many Volkswagens. That's good. That's our. I grew up. I grew up in the back of a Vanagon. Did you really? Pretty much, and uh, all every weekend, every summer, and yeah. uh, it's been a, a strong obsession. And uh, that's my current '87. Yeah. There's also a there's another. And it's one. a Vanagon. That one's just a regular Vanagon. Yeah. A weekender Wolfs- Wolfsburg edition. Right. And, uh, a Vanagon versus. <laughs> so it has a bed. It does the back. The back folds down into yeah. a queen, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's got the table. The weekender has the table the that table. folds out. That's is, cool. Yeah, no, I love them, and uh, we also we have another Westie as well. Yeah, and, so you're a car guy. I love. I, you're a Volkswagen guy. I'm a I'm a huge Volkswagen guy, and I, I'm a car guy in that I don't know what I'm talking about, but I I can watch ten episodes of Top Gear in a row. Oh yeah, Top and like Gear, lose fan. my mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and even when uh, the Grand Tour came out, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's not that good." I'm like, "I don't care." 
I love it's it. not as care. good. But yeah, it's, it's not still, as good, but it's, it's still, still entertaining. You and still like, get to be see people drive cars fast. Yeah, I know, and I've never I've never had a track day. Yeah. So what do you think of the redneck? Was he? Did he fit in with? I mean, oh, the redneck, like, uh, the new Stig. Yeah, the new um, Stig. Right, right. <laughs> Jamie, just take a break. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Jamie's been doing all the talking. Uh, excuse you know, me. You what know what's so on? weird? <laughs> what I my problem with the American, uh, yeah. as they called him, um, is that there's no laugh track during his during his track uh, during his uh, during yeah his during his time lapse yeah. and like that's so weird. So you can't hear, you can hear Jeremy Clarkson commenting on what he's saying, but yeah. the audience isn't hearing it or they're not putting the laugh track in. So there's something to like that type of live performance. When Jeremy Clarkson says something during the Stig's laps, the audience laughs at it. Yeah. When the American says something, it is silent, yeah. which is so strange. So no, I don't like it because of that, but I like him. Yeah. I like, I love, I love the, the character of hating everything. They have the American driver who's testing each car, hates anything, and thinks anything non-American is communist. That's that's the joke. Like, uh, what is this? What is this BMW? He refers to BMWs as you're pigeonholing all Texans. I am. I do. Have you been to Dallas? Yeah. Yeah, you're an asshole. No, but anyway, I, no, but I don't like the American. But I, I still appreciate the idea of it. I miss the celebrity uh, time trials. That was the best part. Yeah, no, the yeah, and the yeah, the but, celebrity thing is all wonky. And I now. just found out that Matt LeBlanc is on uh, the British version uh, from Friends. Wait, yeah, from Friends. Yeah, he's, yeah, Matt LeBlanc he's a big part is of the it. guy. Yeah, he's the American co-host Joey? for the. <laughs> So, Joey is the Joey on yeah, yeah top and he gear. does, and that's kind of his gimmick the whole time too. Oh, really? Is kind of being a goofy, uh, dumb guy who like just loves driving fast, and it's okay. But uh, yeah, ever since the the big uh, controversy with with the uh, Clarkson, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, what did he said some had, terrible things? He no, he didn't. Producer. He, yeah, he didn't say anything as much as he hit the guy outside oh, he the physically. Head. Yeah, he assaulted it, him. Whoa! Regarding catering. Yeah, because his steak wasn't done. <laughs> Right, and he hit the guy. Yeah, he hit the him. guy. He may have body slammed him, if you will. Well, he should. He should run for office. See, and they do it right in England, where they kick the fucker out of the office. Like that right? second, God yeah, that second, he was yeah. out. But uh, yeah, that's interesting because he's kind of a dick anyway, which is okay. Oh yeah, no, he's the he's, bigger guy. Yeah. yeah, he's the tall guy yeah. with the skinny legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. good description. <laughs> tall guy, skinny legs. What's that? There's a thing. Mistrust those sorts of people. Yeah. <laughs> he is very entertaining, though. That's very interesting how personality disorders lead to entertainment. I know. It's, it's kind of a rule, almost, even. It seems like When it's you hear rule. about famous yeah. people being like normal and level-headed, it's like, whoa. Really? Weird. He is not. That's what you hear yeah. when you say something. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. Do you hear Matt Damon's a normal guy? Bullshit. No, he isn't. He is no. not. We're normal guys. Matt Damon lives in a $15 million house. That's not normal. No. Right? Um, um, no, but I'm not a car guy in that I can't, I don't work on my own car. Yeah. Like, I, I worked on my first bus, but that was like all a big experiment. You know me. what? You can actually pay somebody. I know, and it's I do. An expert to I work have, on your car. This is the fifth address <laughs> I've had on Cooper Street because my mechanic is at Import Palace. Oh, yeah. And right. I've literally pushed three different vans to him. Yeah. So the Import the Palace thing. is off limits for us for slug bug and double slug bug. Oh, yeah, of course. You, you know, no, that's not, you can't drive you can't past it. It's like your 
<laughs> vomiting slug bugs all over you. Yeah. What are so you guys talking about? Slug bug? You've never played slug bug while yeah, you're driving around people? Yeah, yeah, right. But mm. you can call off limits to like a parking lot of slug bugs. Oh, mm-hmm. because then it would be so many punches. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fair. And then you'd like, See, go out of your a, way to drive past it. Yeah, that's car culture though. Right that there. is totally car culture. That's VW car culture. Yeah. Do you, are, you a v, are you a bus guy? No. I think that they're very cool, yeah. uh, and I like the what were they like twenty three window vans? The ones yeah, yeah. with their the fifteen and the twenty one and twenty one and twenty three. Yeah. They're really cool cars, yeah. uh, and I think that they're like in my mind that's the most iconic van in the history of the auto uh, industry. Um, yeah, so in that regard, I am kind of a fan. But I think that Volkswagen Beetles are shitty cars. I mean, they may oh, yeah. you know, but but not they, the new ones. <laughs> yes, the new one yeah, with the totally flower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not even the, the newest new one. Right? Oh, are there it's newer not. ones than that? Yeah, there's newer ones. Yeah, so, they did a run. It was pretty. But fun. anyway, yeah. So okay, you can wake up tomorrow. Any car ever oh. was waiting in your driveway for you. <laughs> mm. See, I'm gonna blow your mind here because I just am not gonna answer that question because I don't believe in favorites. I didn't ask you what your favorite it's is a tomorrow morning. Eighty-five. You were Corolla. going. You have all day. Highway 200 is shut down to traffic. Uh huh. Except for you and your car. Wow. Well, that is that definitely shines a different light on that question. <laughs> um, man, I can just think of so many that I'd want to try. Uh, but it would have to be something with lots of grip and horsepower and just super fast. Uh, Nine eleven. Miata. No, it would be something more exotic than a Miata. I hate to say it. Um, a Miata was my father's uh, midlife crisis car. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It, was you my, know? it was my dad's car in high school. Wow. I know it's weird. I know. And we, your dad has children. That's oh, yeah. 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 Well, one. Oh, you're a single. You're the only. No, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a, the third of two halves. Oh. I got. I got. I'm, I'm my dad's only. Oh. Uh, blood. Yeah. Yeah. So only car would have <laughs> I came to be out of blood. Like a, you know, it would be something bizarre, like a McLaren P1 or yeah, something like that. You go fast. Something. Although that car scares the shit out of me because it's not all wheel drive. It's got all that horsepower going to the rear wheels. So <laughs> something all wheel drive would be maybe. Uh, what was the Porsche hypercar that was uh, the hybrid, a 918? Uh, yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, and it's... So something like that would be fun, a V10. It's all about the, that's that reminds me of Top Gear, because any of those cars you talk about that they are, you're scared of. Yeah, uh, they drive. They drive crazy, but they all have a setting that's a default that's not the scary setting. It's yeah. the normal oh, human like a setting. regulator yeah. situation. Because yeah. that's what they have to do on Top Gear every time, is they have to turn everything off. Yeah, they turn all the uh, traction yeah, control. They turn the governors. So <laughs> this here is for the dumbass. I'm yeah. gonna press this button. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. all have. Uh, they all have. What's the uh, What's the deal? The the quicks. Uh, I'm just gonna hate. That's why I'm not the flat paddle gearbox. They all have, they all have to have those, and they all have to have uh, the uh, takeoff setting. They all have to have. Oh the, yeah, launch mode. Launch mode. Yeah. <laughs> So you can you, you can, launch your car now, right? I yeah. mean, if you launch pay mode? two and a half million dollars for a car, you get launch mode. Two and a half million dollars. Yeah, but oh, then yeah. you can go like uh, you know you can go to sixty in three seconds. Good. Yeah, it's really useful when or you're less. when you're hitting. Yeah. Here's a here's a mind boggling question. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you cannot drive over hundred miles an hour legally anywhere in the United States, right? Not that I'm aware of. No. Why the hell can every car go more than hundred miles an hour? I don't know. I mean, I've been asking myself from a rationally, no good reason. No. Yeah. It's all 
Yeah. It's almost like when you get pulled over speeding, so here's, you should he, say he, you're welcome. Yeah, here's why. I mean, because... I mean, so from a standpoint of selling, I would always be... I would rather be selling to somebody on some sort of emotional drive. Irrational, not rational. Because it's going to happen faster. No, not... Well, <laughs> if you're a man, yes. But uh, no, seriously... Um, because irrational is not measurable, right? You know, and desire is going to be higher on the irrational side of the curve yes. than the rational side. It takes a very unique person to have more desire on the rational side of the equation. Yeah, uh, and that's why I mean, at, in many walks of life, it's that way. You know, but you, you kind of become a psychologist by doing your job. I bet. Oh yeah, you get to see a lot of different behaviors, a lot of different people. Um, it's and it's fascinating that way. I, I mean, I'm a car guy, but I've always liked people more than I've liked cars. Sure. I mean, it's just a way better game. It's a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah. The people mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. You must see some people really like oscillate between <laughs> between <laughs> emotion. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of. <laughs> you do, but you know, I mean, you steward help them. I mean, our approach to this is that we help people try and identify the things that are important to them and make good rational decisions yeah. about buying a car. Because I think that ultimately, you know, you can fall in love with 145 miles an hour, but it's fleeting because you don't get to use it that much. Yeah. And you can really like something that gets seven people across town and gets 30 miles to the gallon. That sounds great. You know, the rational yeah. side of that is going to be more practical over a long term. But I would say the reason why we have cars that can go 145 miles an hour on, you know, uh, a public road is because there has to be kind of sometimes that irrational component to things um, that drives people to buy cars. I think it's marketing. Probably. Yeah. There's no it's rational reason for that to be the case. It you is. Know, if you're going to drive that fast, you should just fly. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a part of me that's like, and this is not obviously you don't make the cars go that fast mm-hmm. but it's a little like if that i i trust i think that you're right that it probably is partially marketing and speaking to that part of particularly the male brain that says oh this goes 165 the male you know more is yeah. better uh, this one has 750 horsepower but this one has yeah. 800 that seems horsepower. like that yeah right? that's really gonna help you on russell right exactly yeah 650 horsepower is really awesome on russell 650 horsepower <laughs> yeah oh yeah no i mean you can go that down and you can ridiculous. buy a, I mean, you can go to probably the Dodge dealership, the Ford dealership, and the Chevy dealership and buy cars that have over 600 horsepower today if yeah. you want. You know, I mean, it's that's actually kind of a pedestrian number by today's standards. Well, actually, last, that's really funny, in preparation for this interview, last <laughs> night I watched two episodes of this show called Street Outlaws. <laughs> that that is, sounds good. That is about uh, uh, drag, drag racing in Oklahoma City. And oh, it, nice. It is a it is so bad and the people are all these these dudes addiction to this sport it's like ruining their marriages oh yeah their lives i mean it's so bad but these cars that they have some of them had over 2000 horsepower yeah right and they don't even drive them to where they race they yeah, put no, them on trailers yeah, and they drive sure. in a straight line for a quarter mile yeah, yeah. No, I have family that used to do things like that. Really? Is there a street racing scene in Missoula you're into? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Not me. <laughs> not, <laughs> not me. Not me. Don't even no. know if it exists. Don't care. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, so, you know, the car business probably wasn't a complete accident. I mean, uh, you know, my 
there's motorheads on both sides of my family. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So this is where you were meant yeah. to be. And my cousin, I, if I'm not mistaken, has the record for a wheel-driven car uh, in terms of a, a land speed record for a wheel-driven car. Yeah. What is the other kind of car that's uh, not wheel-driven? like jet propulsion. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, in other words, you don't put traction down right. more as much as you're being pushed. Got it, got it, yeah, got yeah. it. You're, wait, really? That's yeah. That's very cool. Do you it remember? is pretty cool. It has to be fast. Yeah, it was really fast. Wow. Is this a Bonneville thing? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Down in the salt flats. Wow. Oh, yeah. shit. What, yeah. it, uh, what, what is it? Streamliner. It was 417 point, like, 33 miles an hour. Four, wait, four. What did you just say? 417. <laughs> Whoa. I think that's, that's right. That's it's, so ridiculous. You know, it's <sighs> in the 400s, in the teens. And then... He was there like oh maybe two or three years prior to that when his car was an uh, it's a twin engine all wheel drive streamliner and uh, it went 455 miles an hour but couldn't make the return run because in oh. Bonneville you have to make two runs it's okay. an out and back okay and then they average the speed between the two Whoa. runs yeah. So at 455 miles an hour, a mile goes by every how many seconds? Yo, that's crazy. How many seconds? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Every seven seconds you drive yeah. a mile? That's pretty crazy, isn't it? That is That's so funny. crazy. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's yeah. a jet airliner. It is. That's yeah, and I don't. I mean, I can't stake any claim to that except Tom's my cousin. Yeah. But yeah. It's well, that's something. Cool stuff. He's not my cousin. Yeah. You gotta have cool cousins somewhere. I mean, I those do. guys, those guys, those Bonneville guys are the same. Or they they're in the same uh, vein to me as like the hydroboat guys. Yeah. That like. Those seem crazy. Nobody's making money off of this. No, it's a nobody's making money. This isn't a job. This is a hobby that yeah, these costs are all money. hobbyists. Yeah, yeah, right. Intense hobbyists. Uh, I I yeah. accidentally went to five car shows this year because of random gigs and random towns. Yeah, and uh, walking around car shows and they're they're like the all entry car shows. So anything, anything yeah. can be there. Anything from a a '92 Bronco down to a, a Model T. Yeah, and uh, that culture kills me because it's so fun. It like, really it's always is. fun. Everybody's yeah. psyched. Like if it's uh, there's a whole section of movie cars usually. Like oh this one, this Jeep was in patent, and then oh, sure. on the other side or right. something like all of that shit. I love. I, I end up like that's an hour that's gone that I didn't even realize. Like and you could tell somebody else to be like yeah I walked around a car show why. I don't know. Are you kidding? Why yeah. not? I can't think of a <laughs> good a, reason to it's not. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Because yeah. people just, they'll pour, and I'm, I'm being the van guy, I pour thousands of dollars into vans. Yeah. And and like think of it as rental. Yeah. Like that's the only way I can think of it is just like I'm just paying $500 a month to have this just to keep it running. And that those people who are redoing a Corvair. Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. It's my yeah. favorite car. Why not? Yeah, why not? It's <laughs> yeah. better than a lot of hobbies, I guess. Right? Sure. That's what, okay. drugs? Yeah. It's That's than, not a hobby. That's an addiction. <laughs> it's better than drugs. drugs. Are not a hobby. <laughs> right. <laughs> but for some of these guys, it does seem like an addiction, though. I mean, it's be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think it just appeals to their creativity. And, you know, anytime that you find yourself right in a creative vein, um, sometimes you just go with it. Yeah. And it takes you to some pretty cool places. Yeah. Yeah, you end uh, up with 15 cars in your car. Sounds like yard. you're describing doing drugs right now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I could see that. I, Endorphins. Not that, not that I participate in that sort of stuff myself, but you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. 
car culture is that way for yeah. sure. Okay, 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 okay. okay. So <laughs> down to business. My wife and I are about to invest in a cargo van. Okay, for our farm, and we're gonna we need to get a new vehicle. We think. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to walk into a dealership. Okay. And I looked, and Mazda does not offer a cargo van. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. That's okay. I would prefer to go to you, and maybe you can come with me. Actually. Yeah. Oh, we could make it a podcast. If you're available. Yes, that would be fun. Actually, right. Once a week, we go buy cars. But for for, <laughs> for us, I'm feeling very sensitive about walking into the dealership yeah. and having a guy come up to me, and he's gonna and I, I in my mind he's gonna be very aggressive, uh-huh. and he might not be. But no matter what, how he is, I'm not gonna trust him. What kind of things should I be looking for? And anyone else walking into a dealership? That should be like red flags, you know. Like, how? What's the best way to approach it? Or should I not even think about it like this? Am I being too? Weird? What we really need to know is what dealership is the worst one in Missoula. I'm just joking. No, yeah. so no, I'm no, just no. Joking. I don't want, I'm, I'm just not joking. looking for shit no, talking. No. <laughs> I'm looking for you are when you don't know anything about cars and you walk into that environment. Yeah, you feel like you're at a disadvantage and you are going to be taken advantage of because if a guy tells me this is the car I need and this is absolutely how much it costs yeah. and you totally need the the yeah. dual blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um I say okay. Yeah. You know, but it's a lot of money. Sure. So what should I look for? Um are there are there anything or you just got to you just got to do due diligence. Well, I mean, I would encourage you to do your due diligence. I mean, because it just gives you confidence. Yeah. I think that, so what you're describing to me is a situation, you know, uh, that I would never put myself in to begin with. I mean, I would do some, uh, I would do uh, some research first. Uh, And then. Educate yourself. Yeah. So the way that things roll now is, yeah, you just hop online. You go, hey, I want a Dodge Roadmaster or whatever you want. And uh, you type that in and you kind of start looking through things. And this is the one makes sense. And most of the time when people come in and they buy a car from us, I mean, if we frustrate or upset them, generally they'll go buy a car somewhere else. But they've come to us sometimes because we're their first choice. Yeah. And if the experience in the car meet their expectations, then they just buy a car. Um, So I would say that uh, just be yourself, be honest, and don't put up with any shit. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I do think that a lot of people practice in the auto industry, which I'm not very fond of, is sometimes they just try and knock you off axis. Yes. Yeah. So just don't get knocked off axis. No, Be it's really easy to knock me Brutal. off access in car situations. So let me just hazard a guess. Take your wife. She might not be as no. She's on. much more. She she's take shit. much more resolute than I am. Yeah, you know, and that's totally cool. I mean, I don't think any more or less of you because of that. But take somebody who you trust and is rational that can help you make that decision. I um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's the best advice that I could give you. I was I was hoping that would be a little more. No, 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 no. There's nothing. No, no, no. It's all internal drivers. I think that it's really interesting. Um, I find that people who are internally motivated and you know internally driven uh, generally have the confidence to get through that process pretty yeah. easily. Uh, the minute you let people convince you that you need something that you don't because of whatever, I mean, 
you just need to know to call bullshit on that. And it's like you see it for me because I'm so and susceptible. I, you see it happening. I yeah. feel it happen. Like with the drum set in, at Villa the other day. Yeah. Remember? There's this beautiful drum set that I've been like totally drooling over yeah, for, right. for a year. And uh, and I told the guy like six months ago, October 15th, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then October 15th actually happened. And we, and were we were like, We were there. And he Did he was look like, at you? I mean, he got me to fill out this credit thing, and <laughs> sure. and I felt I felt it happening. Like this is shit. This is such a bad idea, and I didn't stop it, and I did not buy it. Mm-hmm. And then we got in the car, and Travis said, "You can't buy that drum set." And I was like, "Yeah, no, I can't. You're right. That's a bad idea." But shit, it was in my head, and I was close. Yeah, I just shouldn't be allowed to go into stores. <laughs> just in general. Just in general. Stay on the farm. Yeah, stay, stay on, on the, the farm. farm. You're in Potomac for a reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing costs money here. I have to make it myself. Right. That's the only way to do it. Yeah, that's how yeah. I feel. Okay. That's, yeah. That's yeah, interesting. I, I, I can understand that. I haven't bought a car on a lot in so long. It might be since I was in high school. Yeah. Because I look for, it's always a friend selling. Mm-hmm. A friend selling something, and I'm automatically like, I'll overpay because I'm like, well, just I know you. Had, I know you had it. I just have to talk to you about it, mm-hmm. and that'll be great. And yeah. it's over. But I'm as I like with my job. I have to go look at a car as well. Yeah, I'm like oh, I just need something that's safer. Need to do this thing. Wow, I've never owned a car that was less than or more than like no less than twenty years or like fifteen years. Old, yeah, yeah. Because of that, that market, yeah. Of like, oh yeah, you got a, you got a car with two hundred thousand miles on it that you want to sell me, yeah. yeah. I'll give that a shot for a year, right? And, and I dream of that moment of walking into a lot and buying a car that I'm like, oh, it's like runs, yeah. This runs, it feels safe. Right. You don't have to do anything to it to keep it on the road. Yeah. Oh, this car's <laughs> telling Bridget that all the time. Just we put like two grand into it, it'll be a great car. Yeah. Yeah, is the worst like feeling, but that's what I'm used to. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so maybe maybe this year we'll go buy a new car. But yeah. you do you feel like you can like look you can test drive something and look under the hood and say, okay, this oh, car is fine. I feel fine. Yeah, I don't feel intimidated going on a lot. I like no. I mean, with lot. with just individuals though. That's my that's the oh, thing that scares no, me about individuals is the same fucking thing. Yeah, I have no like, problem buying a used car from somebody huh. with that with that in mind. If, if unless they're like. uh Yes, we can test drive it. I'd rather not take it out on the highway. Mm-hmm. Why? why? Why don't you want to take it out Let's on the highway? Let's definitely take it on the highway. That's a big red flag. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're going on the highway right now. We're going 70. I've never drive this car 70. Well, we're going to right now. We have to. Sorry. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I never, I, I don't feel bad going on to a lot. I just don't. Yeah. I haven't had the chance to in years. You want to do it this afternoon? Oh, let's do it. Does, uh, does Mazda have a hybrid or an uh, electric car? No, they don't. Mazda's not really invested a lot of technology, you know, dollars in technology for hybrid. Um, mm. You know, their philosophy is to take the internal combustion engine, you know, as far as they possibly can. I don't know if that's going to bite them in the ass or not down the road. Uh, I have my misgivings about that direction. Uh, there are, you know, like Great Britain, for example, and China both have uh, put a deadline on when you can sell an internal com- a car brand new in the e- in uh, not the EU but in Great Britain that is gas powered. No kidding! Wow! And I think it's 2025. Wow! So, so anything in you know you'd have to check my facts. So I don't want to you know promise anything. But 
Yeah, they have set the deadline for when electric cars are it. That's interesting. As being sold new in their country. So wow. what? What's the bet you think Mazda is making there? That I'm not positive. I mean, that does give them plenty of time. Other people can sort out the technology, and of course, they sell it. Uh, and you know, they have always tried to fill a niche of making a driver's car a bit. You know, um, something that's fun to drive and appeals more to those irrational qualities. Um, so I don't know. I think that uh, they just want to stick with what they can do. They're yeah. also a very small manufacturer. I mean, oh, really? Uh, there are only three independent auto manufacturers, I think, in the world left. Mazda's one of them. Uh, you know, and there's all these other boutique manufacturers, but right. they don't mass market cars. Yeah. Um, so they don't have a lot of resources to dedicate to that sort of stuff. So they have to be careful about the way they go forward. And I imagine they don't want to invest in something that they feel like could be dodgy. By the time 2025 rolls around, it's possible. I mean, so that hybrid car is irrelevant in a market where you, you drive a car that's powered by gasoline. Right. You know, so and there's plenty of other people willing to explore battery power. Um, and they just don't have the resources to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me, though. Wait for other yeah. people to figure it out. If yeah. you're that small, yeah, that's, that seems... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned earlier, what, what, when you're not working, what are you doing? Um, that's a good question. I follow my kids around a lot. Um, what are I, they into? Uh, Sloan is a gymnast and a dancer. Um, she likes aerials and acrobatic dance and that sort of thing. And she's beautiful, and I love watching her dance. It's just a great, great thing. That's cool. Very fulfilling. Um, my son is a soccer player, uh, and he plays for Hellgate right now, uh, which they kind of are the favorite son of the soccer uh, community in the, in the state of Montana in a lot of ways, and a lot of people expect them to do well this year. And they have been. Is state um, tournament coming up soon? State tournament comes up not this week, but next week. It awesome. starts on Thursday. Where is it? Here. It's in Missoula? Fort Missoula Regional Ooh, Park. That's awesome. kind of fun. Oh, they have all that beautiful new fields out there. Yeah. They're, yeah. I drove, the first time I drove by that, I literally, I shed a tear. I mean, it was it's just insane. made me want to cry. It's really like, insane. Wow. This would have been so cool when I was yeah. 13 years old. Were you a soccer player? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I play some soccer, uh, and there's a group of men that play pickup soccer up the rattlesnake on the Peace Farm field. The guy who grows the pumpkins for the POV. Yeah, Eric. Yeah. Gibson Schneider. I yeah, noticed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on your yeah. spotlight, this or the corner of the yeah. spot. Yeah, he's a soccer player. He's, a, he's an excellent soccer player. Um, so yeah, I do a lot of that. We walk the dog. You know, life has a way of rolling along. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I do too. Um, uh, what kind of dog do you have? A Labradoodle. A Labradoodle. Awesome. Good. Non-shedding varietal. I yes. know. I'm glad that you avoided the straight Labrador. No, yeah. No well, offense. I like labs. I well. Mean, yeah. My grandfather grew up raising labs all the time, but they yeah. were knuckleheads. They are And they shed like crazy. <laughs> and like, they have we, that oily fur that sticks to everything. Yeah. And right. do we need more of them, do you think? I don't know. It's debatable. <laughs> I agree. We don't have enough time for that today, probably. <laughs> I was going to say, mentioning what dog you don't like, all of a sudden it's, it's 20 people that didn't buy a car. I like all dogs, <laughs> except for Labradors. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a Golden Retriever fan. I hate Golden Retrievers. Yeah. I've worked with dogs most of my life, and every Golden Retriever is a... Uh, is, uh, is a challenge for me to like. I've, yeah. met, I've met some mean golden retrievers too, who are nice to people. Yeah. Although, like, they're nice to all people, which to me is a little like, well, 
you give it away, man. Uh, <laughs> no loyalty. But then that are very aggressive with other dogs. Mm. I sure. Know. I don't know what that's about. Unsocialized. Pack mentality. Unsocialized, pack. yeah. Oh, he's right about that. Yeah. And inbreeding. Uh, I think no, that it's yeah. pack mentality. Well, it's got to be the it's pack gotta, mentality. Yeah. Um, all right, that that is. Uh, I'm I'm gonna. I'm, I'm excited to watch you go buy a car, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you look like you're gonna like it. I can tell you. <laughs> I love. I'm gonna, I love just, watching I'm gonna walk pain, in. And this I'm is just pain. gonna walk this in and be pain. like, okay, fine, yeah, we'll take that one. You know, the kid that gets on the zipper in the carnival huh? and he's like, uh, yeah, right oh there, yeah, right? oh that's totally Jamie, totally Jamie. It, make, yeah. it makes me feel nauseous. He's gonna puke, like walking <laughs> over the curb. Off. See, I'm the one when I spend too much money, I throw up. Like when they get that well welling up of like, did I do that right? His is his relief is spending the money. Oh, really? Well, just it being over. Yeah, it's over. Because the because the, indi- the indecision, knowing what decision to make, is so stressful to me. Yeah, that when you just make it, it's fine. And like my life for the last two years has just been so fucking spending money. So fine with that now. Right. Uh, but it's the, it's the indecision. That's really, it's really, and it's just, I hate, I do hate not knowing, you know, I just don't, I hate not knowing about something. And this is an area that I fucking don't know. Well, you're kind anything. of a maladjusted motherfucker then really, aren't you? That I, mean, I don't know anything about cars that you just hate not knowing. I mean, get used to it, bro. It's life. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie. I'm telling you, ride the swell, roll with it. Get oh, on the board and surf it in. It's not working, Shannon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just, just, now I feel bad. The opposite myself. effect. You know what you need to do? You need to grab a book, a good book on flow psychology, and you just need to learn how to roll. You're into some cool stuff. You're into cool stuff like that. Yeah. You are like such a calming presence. To be around, you're extremely level. Thank you, I appreciate that. Like you're doing I do it drink right. a little bit too much, but other than that, I'm about perfect. You're really level, man. <laughs> it's not, nice. Not what I expected when we, we were like, we're gonna have we're gonna have Shannon Flanagan, and I'm like, from Flanagan Motors. What? I don't I don't want to do this. What? But now we're gonna do this for another hour. Okay, yeah, so no. <laughs> right, buckle in, everybody. <laughs> hey man, the farm's calling. That's all right. Um, Those chickens take care of themselves. Is there anything else you'd like to to let uh, our listeners know about your business or about you or or maybe some more advice about uh, how to be for me? How to be? Yeah, yeah, for Jamie. Not don't don't. He's the one who needs the advice. Yeah, right. Uh, well, no, I can't give you any advice that you don't already know, probably. Um, so, uh, no, I don't really have anything about business. Uh, we definitely have had a long run in Missoula and continue to uh, look forward to providing people with transportation problem solving, uh, which is what we do for a living. A lot of people say we sell cars. Uh, which is a result of what we do, but the work we do is help people solve their transportation problems, mm-hmm. uh, both on the side of repair uh, and replacement. You know, um, and that's the way that we do look at the car sales side of our business. Uh, I'm enthused about living in Missoula for a long, long time to come yet, so we'll be around. And uh, you know, in terms of going out and doing things, uh, keep the dialogue open. Um, be prepared to be wrong. Be prepared to be right. Um, and just, uh, you know, kind of roll with it a little bit. It'll all work just fine. I like it. 
I like no, this yeah. table does not roll with anything. That was good. No, but right now it feels like I can. No, we do right now. It's let's good. let's yeah, enjoy the moment. Good. So you're a musician, so the you are too. Yeah. Well, you're the drummer. I play drums. You play drums. Yeah. Well, you know, I gotta ask you. So Jack White's sister, right? Yeah. yeah. She played the drums. Yeah. She I played drums. Like she ever learned how to play? The I drums. played drums about. Well, it's not his sister. She, that was the. This is his wife. That's his actually is his wife. But that was oh, what no they kidding. said. They said sister. Oh, it was yeah. all part of the lore. It's Jack White is all part of the. Let's so make that's up the his story. wife. That was his, it's now his ex wife. Yeah. yeah. It was also the kind of lore though when you figured it out it was like. Yeah, so, whatever. Why'd you do that? But the yeah. magic of Meg White is no, she does. She barely plays. Yeah, that's kind of the magic of it. But that. she's up there just banging away on the drums, yep. man, and they play some. And she made it. They play some really great music. Totally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it gets you, and you're like. And that's the idea. Yeah. They, they, the, the reason the White Stripes for me, the, the survival of the White Stripes was the emotional value of it. Absolutely. Before Jack White started talking too much and started like going into the the religion that is his music, when it was just the White Stripes, it was just based purely on. We're gonna we're gonna play as loud as possible yeah. and yell, mm-hmm. and, and this is what we have. And, and that's the other. Yeah, was exactly. that with like uh, the White Stripes or the Raconteurs or the Raconteurs? Uh, my I love the Raconteurs because there's more there's more art by bringing somebody like we're gonna bring these really talented musicians, musicians. in. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna show like oh and uh, but Jack White will preach it as I'm gonna show you that I can do this as well. Yeah, yeah. nah, stop it. Just make music. Yeah, right. Don't don't make it a competition of or like don't check boxes off. Like, oh, I can. Everything also do is this. a concept thing with him yeah. now. Yeah, totally. That so, whole touring with the frickin' girl band and the boy band. Oh, that I he see, did. This is news to me. Uh, yeah. he, the solo each, project. He had yeah, an all-girl each band. night was an all girl band, and then the next night was an all boy band. Hmm. And yeah. it's like I don't know yeah. what the fuck. Yeah, kind of. It lost its edge too. It did. Right. Kind of. He grew a beard and moved to the rattlesnake. He did. <laughs> Kind of thing. So do you do you watch much television? Like any documentaries? Constantly. You, That's so all have, we do. you've seen it might get loud then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that was one of the most. I just loved that documentary. It's inspiring. I thought so too. It's inspiring it to really watch cool. three legendary. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. I I I know those yeah. three people annoy me. Though. See, That's the, my problem. I love all three of those people. It's inspiring to watch. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. He's on us. I know. Don't hold back, bro. I I love watching the um, uh, uh, heroes that are also heroes of each other. Like those are all legends. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Jack White, sure. Uh, they're legends that are like, oh my god, we're just watching Jimmy Page play that riff. Oh my god, and like, yeah. they, like they can't help but smile. And then watching Jimmy Page get interested in what the Edge is doing. Yeah. It's what we do all the time. Mm, as sure, normal people. Yeah, but watching watching these billionaires do it is something be awed amazing. by one another. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. That's a cool thing. That is a very cool. They thing. They actually participated in that. Yeah, because when I saw the ad for that movie, I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ, it's gonna be a wank fest." Good. It really wasn't. I Not at it all. Was fairly authentic. Not at and, all. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. So, I mean, one of the lessons to take away from that, which you can take away from the arts as well, is, I mean, we're all better together than apart, right? That's a fact. I mean, because those guys can elevate. They're creative enough and instinctive enough that they can take, they can transcend themselves when they put things together. Yeah. And the whole is far better than the individual. Yeah. Maybe Camel should stop booking all those solo gigs for himself. (laughs) He's kind of a... He's a cock, isn't he? Listen to that. Look at you. 100%. I realize this is radio. Tom Catmull, if you're out there. What a cock. If you're out there, 
<laughs> you need to go saying. the Tom Catmull trio. <laughs> he could name yeah. it after himself as long yeah. as there's oh, more. Well, God knows yeah. he will. Uh, can you? Or do you play music? I yeah, I did play music in high school. Yeah, I played the trumpet for eight years. But you're a fan. You're a listener. Oh yeah, I love yeah, and I love radio. I mean, radio is. Uh, so like morning radio, I listen to the trail all the time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I like it because there's a little community aspect to it yep. along with the music. Um, and he plays some different stuff, you know? I mean, I think that it's nice because he offers a wider variety than yeah. a lot of canned radio stations. And a lot of deep cuts Yeah. in the morning, for yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. So, yeah, no, music is a big thing. So dance is what I like, I mean, more than anything. Yeah. I like that. But it's a combination of a lot of things. And one of the things that I like about dance is it's got that creative... Uh, aligned with music and you know the harmonies that you can get coming away from that to me um, are just I mean they're far beyond just music on its own right so you get to see somebody's interpretation of what this piece means to them the develop language around it and you know deliver a story it's just it's great that's awesome it's the best it's the it's the most uh, satisfying collaborations I ever do yeah I did with I've dancers been, with dancers and specifically uh, Jess Millette um, yeah she and I have done like five or six pieces together yeah and it is it's something I genuinely look forward to I am well known for getting out of rehearsing or getting out of jobs or anything right. else that's one that I like fight for right because it kind of fires you up man. oh yeah and like yeah. uh it's exciting in a weird, yeah. and it feels uh, quaint is the bad word, but it feels old. Like it feels like something we don't do anymore. Right. Like I play gigs mm. all the time, but then there's this thing that used to happen all the time. Yeah. Live music with performance was. Yeah. Like, think about movies with a piano player. Like, yeah. This is this was normal. Mm-hmm. And then like so then to do that now is like really special. And that's like that what and that it, it makes me realize that I have only in my life played music for drunk people. You know, the, the, oh, yeah. so you know the whole—it's a party. That's what you're doing—is you're you're DJing. Yeah, a party, you're entertaining basically. at the party. You know? right. The idea of music being something completely different and collaborative, and uh, man, I don't know, telling a story, being pastoral—all these different elements that when you're in a bar don't fucking matter. You know, it's right. pound people's face in with whatever you're playing. That's really cool, and I have not considered that. It's very cool. Does does Bear Bait, Is it often live music? With the live um, accompaniment? Well, they don't normally play with live accompaniment, but I do think that they play with plenty of original material. They do, they do. okay. You know, okay. Yeah. So they commission a lot of stuff. Yeah, Joy would be. Oh, so you're recording stuff? And I then, have recorded okay, stuff, got it, and I've got done it. live. Yeah, cool. she had a piece last year, uh, and uh, it was at the end of the year. I can't remember the artist, but it, there was a vocal piece along with it, mm-hmm. and uh, she sang it live, and they danced to it, and it was really oh, cool. Awesome! It offered a whole new kind of element to the studio, you know, because yeah. we were in uh, what do they call it, Studio One downstairs at the University yeah. of Performing Arts, uh, uh, Par TV building. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we were down there, and so this woman comes out, and she had a killer voice, mm-hmm. and she sang this piece, and they danced to it, and it's just like, wow, I'm sold. Cool. I would go to that ten out of ten times. It was really cool. Do you feel like Missoula does it satisfy your your dance itch? Is there enough? Of um, it? You know, or you could always want yeah. More. No, I could want more yeah. all the time. I mean, my daughter and I go to a fair number of dance performances. Um, 
my wife is not into that uh, as much as I am. Yeah. So I've found a partner with my daughter, which is That's wonderful. That's pretty sweet. Thing. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would like to be able to see more dance in Missoula. And I'd like to see, you know, dancers as people, I'd like to see them be able to get paid more so yeah. that they could afford to support their art a little bit sure. more. Um, so anyway, I mean, um, but when we're out and about, it's actually difficult to go, you, you know, you just don't spur the moment, pick up and go watch a modern dance right. performance. I mean, uh, that's the reality, unfortunately. No, yeah. Yeah. You, don't wa- you don't accidentally walk in on it. No, you don't. And it's not, I mean, it's not common. You go to Las Vegas and Cirque du Soleil has seven shows yes. up and they play seven days a week, seven shows, 49 opportunities a week to go see something. Right. Wait, seven shows each day? Well, no, they have oh, because all the different versions. They have different versions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know if that's the actual number or not, but you get the idea. Oh, they're so that's they're the only scale. they're only dark on Monday, and they usually do like Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, two shows a day. Yeah, and their stuff is spectacular. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you get to see stuff like that. When we're out of Missoula, that's kind of you know i'd like to go do that and then drive cars fast yeah well, las vegas is the perfect place <laughs> perfect for you place, right? i know i was gonna say i, I don't right. dig las vegas except for cirque du soleil and is that right yeah that's i mean the only the two times i've ever been to vegas that's the reason we went yeah it was like uh bridget like she got me beatles love yeah for her birthday and i was like well okay i hate i don't want to go to vegas yeah my daughter is, is a beatles fan so what it's amazing yeah yeah that so, was amazing yeah beatles love like uh, yeah, what, what <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> it was gonna, that amazing. We're gonna design a show that has modern dance. It has aspects of live performance. It has rollerblading, and it has aerial dance. Yeah, we're gonna design these shows that are amazing. Yeah. Like there's there's eighty people for a show and. 50 of them are going to be on stage. Yeah, the scale of those things is really it's remarkable. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. And to think that, I mean, because that show, it was like controlled chaos, right? Like everybody's running around and crisscrossing Constant. their paths. And you think, man, they're all exactly where they're supposed to be. Yeah. They're not just missing each other. They're exactly where they're supposed to be. And that shit is that's nuts yeah. to me. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's they really do an amazing nuts. job. It's really nuts. Um, Shannon, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Yes, yeah. Thanks we for really, having really me. enjoyed it. This has it. been super fun for me too. Super fun. I feel like there's even more that we can talk about. Yeah. There is, but we'll just drive people away. But we'll just have to. <laughs> we'll just... Are these guys still talking? <laughs> we'll have to do it next time. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate You're it. It's good Thank to be you. here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah. This has been Jamie and Travis present. present.